Okay, so you have a small business that you need to market, but you're not a marketer. So now what? Where do you start and what are you even supposed to do? Well, meet Engie. Engie is marketing software that simplifies marketing for small business owners. You can plan, organize, and get your marketing out the door and in front of your next customers fast. The best news? Engie is turning one on May 8th, so you can make marketing way more manageable for yourself for only $19 a month for your first year with the code BDAY. But don't wait. This offer ends on May 31st. Pretty Okay Podcast. I am your host, Samantha Welker. And I am Taylor Holman. And we are back with our first freestanding episode <laughs> in quite like since what, February? Yeah, I think um, maybe since like the first or second episode we did together. Yeah, it's it's been a minute uh, because the series was not ever intended to be over the course of like seven months, but you know, Corona and all that shit. So, so it was, so we're, we're excited to kind of break out of that, not constriction, but you know what I mean? Like the, the confines of, of staying within a theme. And, and today, one of the things that we want to talk about, uh, is how, how to not give away your time for free. <laughs> as a business owner, because this is such a a big thing for so many people. Like no matter if you're product-based, service-based, people are going to ask you for shit for free. It makes me, I have very mixed emotions about asking for free information and giving free information because sure. I am someone that puts a lot of free information out on the internet about yeah. how to do things it's the teacher in me as I want everyone to have easy and quick access to, you know, what they need to know. But there's something about when someone asks you for it that irks me. We're talking in a free safe space and I'm sorry if I'm potentially going to offend anyone with what I say in this episode, but you know, we, we just, we talk real over here. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry if anybody feels offended. I hope that you don't. And if you do, it's time to do a little bit of (laughs) self-examination to see why. Because this is such a a thing for business owners and creative entrepreneurs and makers and just like anybody who's putting their expertise and their talents into creating something, no matter what it is. Like, I'm not sure what it is about people that makes them think they deserve it for free. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I mean, we don't have to go into talking about entitlement. We that's should. Definitely <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't because we. I definitely have very extreme feelings about that. Yeah, but I mean, there's like a part of it that I think is. But you know, if I'm going to speak freely, which is what I do, it, it's part entitlement, part laziness. Mm. Um, but then I also think it's part overwhelm and just complete confusion. So sure. it's not always that 
and you know, it's, if you're someone that's asked for free information, it's not always because you're like being malicious, you know, sometimes you just actually have a question, you know, someone that you think has a, a, has easy access to the answer. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's often more common than, you know, being a malicious person, I think what you just described and, but still what we kind of want to do in this episode is kind of, if you are that person to help you navigate different ways of finding out the information that doesn't undervalue your friend's business. Um, It was all, I mean, I don't know if we had this topic planned prior to the Tracy Ellis Ross meme (laughs) that I put up the other day, (laughs) or was it after? Um, This topic was in the long list of podcast idea topics. So that's right. This one and is technically pulled out of the archive. That's that's right. And but people had responded so well to that meme that it was like, oh, this is a this is a sensitive subject for people. Like we are not alone in this, and so many people are are dealing with it as well. So I think it's a very good topic for today. And you know. I I feel kind of in a funny position about some of it because like you know, full disclosure, I get a lot of free shit, uh, working for glitter guide because it's from like PR brands and stuff who want promotion on their products. Very rarely will I ask for something. (laughs) And if I do, I try to make sure that they're getting an ample amount of exposure and return. You know, I, I really don't like doing it. It makes me feel gross. Even when like PR brands reach out to me and offer to send me something, I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure it's okay? <laughs> I just, it makes me feel weird, but um, it's like when it comes to product stuff, I know it's definitely different. So we're going to kind of dive into both aspects of it because it's different when it's service-based, it's different when it's product-based, you know, I think you and I have a little more experience with the service-based side of things. And also it's going to be interesting because you and I are both people, and we've talked about this before, who know a lot of things about a lot of things, (laughs) you know, like, and when you're that person, people tend to come to you frequently and for for many, 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 many different questions. <laughs> and some random ass questions sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's kind of dive into that then. So people who are not paying for your time, who are asking for too much. And I know that I, back in the early days of the podcast, a whole year and a half ago or whatever it was, <laughs> Um, talked about this with Julia a little bit, but my least favorite phrase or one of them in the English language, pick your brain, because I feel like people think if they phrase it that way, like, Hey, can I pick your brain? It's, it's their way of saying, Hey, we're good enough friends to where I don't have to pay you for this. Right. I can just, I can, I, can I just pick your brain? (laughs) I've been on the receiving end of that phrase so much. And Mm. I am also in camp please don't, please don't ask to pick my brain. Because <laughs> no. you know what? The fact of the matter is, is, you know, I do want to help. I always want to help. But you know why my brain is valuable? It's because I invested so much fucking time in my education to 
have all of this. So the, I think the reason that that phrase rubs me the wrong way is because it makes me feel like it devalues the effort that I put in to get to where I am, right? Yeah. Like there's some level of grit and hard work that you just need to do. And so um, I'm, I'm definitely as, as supportive and encouraging and empowering as I tend to be 98% of the time. There's a part of me that really, really values the fucking struggle. And sometimes you need to struggle and fall on your face in order to get to the point where like you become the, the expert in the subject. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know why I didn't mention this before, but like you literally paid me before for consulting services. Like you didn't come to me like, Oh, I've got this stuff going on with my company. Can I pick your brain? You're like, okay, I want to sit down with Sam and go over this. And I think too, like when you do set that kind of, of, of relationship, like the tone of the relationship of, Hey, I'm going to pay you for this expertise. Honestly, you're going to get more in return than if you're just like, can I pick your brain? Because then it's just kind of like a, Oh yeah, well, when I have time, I'll get to it. You know, it's not a priority for the people that you're seeking help from. Totally. And when you ask for the free version of something, I'm going to give you the free version of something. Yeah. If you ask for the free version, you know, you're going to, you're definitely, I, I over deliver when people pay me for services. So, you know, that's yeah. just like, you know, part yeah. of how I roll, breaking my own boundaries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, you guys, the free trial is never as good as the pro version. Come on. <laughs> so if you want the real information, get the paid, the paid version is always better than the free version. Yes. Right? That's yeah. just like, I think a good rule of thumb. Yeah. And I'll say too that, you know, I have friends who reach out to me and, and this is like a whole other side of the coin here, but I'll have friends reach out to me to help them with contracts or resumes or whatever, you know, and I'm not consulting anymore. So it's not a business for me, but I, I still, there's times where they offer me money, right? A lot of the times, cause I have very good friends who are like, Hey, let me pay you for this, for your time and your expertise and your services. And most of the time I won't take it because, you know, it's, it is a favor that I'm doing for them. But just the fact that they offer makes me feel more like it is a paid kind of collaboration, <laughs> you know, like makes it, it just sets a better tone as opposed to somebody who's like, Hey, I don't have very much money. My budget's kind of tight. Could you help me draft this contract or help me put together this campaign? Like, there's just, I know, I get it. Trust me, I get it. Everybody's broke right now. <laughs> like nobody's business is really thriving. I mean, a few people, but, and everybody's a little strapped for cash, especially when you're a startup and you don't have that much cash flow. But it's just not a good relationship to set with friends or even just like random people that you know on social media. Cause I get that all the time too. <laughs> Like, I don't even know you. <laughs> yeah. I, I think as a another rule of thumb, you should always offer to pay first and let the consultant or whomever you're asking decline. I mean, that was one of the things that I learned when I was working for the YMCA and doing a lot of fundraising and development in that space is mm -hmm. that 
if you offer to pay first for something that really you're crossing your fingers that someone's just going to gift you, if you offer them money up front, it is more than likely that they will be like, oh, no, 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 you like, I'm happy to do this for you. Yeah. Whereas if you come out the gate with an ask for something that's free or that you make it clear you're not going to pay, then it puts the other person on the defensive, essentially. Mm -hmm. And so you become way less likely to get what it is you're going after. So it, you know, whether you're working with friends or asking a stranger, lead in with, even if you're leading in with like, hey, I have $150 that I could spend on a consulting hour, make it empower the person you're asking to like be able to make an informed decision about it instead of like being backed into a corner. Yeah. It, it just makes the other person feel uncomfortable (laughs) when you're, when you're asking for free stuff and, and to kind of finish that, that thought about friends asking for things that, and me not charging them, you know, when you offer to pay somebody and they decline, like, don't keep asking. Like, if they offered to do it for free, take it. <laughs> it's not like a back and forth negotiation game. If you ask somebody, hey, can I pay you for this? And they're like, oh, no, no, it's it's fine. Don't make it more uncomfortable by continuing the back and forth. It's such a delicate balance of should I, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah. Or just send them a thank you gift at the end, right? Yeah. Like- yeah, exactly. Totally. There are, are many ways to show your appreciation and um, but the biggest one is to appreciate their education, not education, what's the word, to appreciate their expertise and to offer to compensate them for it. So, so from the perspective, then you are somebody who owns a business, you're a creative entrepreneur, you keep getting hit up by people for free shit. What can you do? Yeah, I I have um, definitely seen an uptick in these types of requests since we've all been staying at home a shit ton more than we're used to. And one of the things that, I mean, I don't have like a straight up canned response for people. Mm -hmm. I still take the time to, you know, write something that shows them that I am truly responding to them. Because I just don't like hand emails in general. But I did really bulk up a free resources page on my website. So I can quickly just grab that link and send that to the person. And there's tons of, I mean, there's just tons of shit there. And then also, essentially, my blog is just like a giant brain dump of things that I want to share. So that has helped me kind of draw a line in the sand Mm -hmm. because I'm still being helpful and maybe I'll go through and I'll like curate a few of the free resources that they should specifically look at, but I'm drawing a line in the sand because I'm like, I'm not going through and typing out like a custom piece of advice for the person and I'm pointing them to, Hey, look at all this free accessible knowledge that you just could have gone to yourself, you know? Yeah. 
Well, and and to that point too, like one of the things that I always am very cautious of is when people ask me for advice on things that has to do with their business and if it has to do with like money specifically, they're not covered under my my business insurance unless they're a client and they have a signed contract. So if people are asking you for advice or for how to do this, how to set up your your bookkeeping or whatever, if there's like money or any kind of livelihood involved, like they need to be a client because they need to be under that umbrella of that consulting insurance to cover my own ass, you know, because say they take a piece of advice and I don't know, like they, something happens and they lose money. They can come back and be like, well, you gave me bad advice and I lost out on this client. And so you owe me for that. And it's like, holy shit, dude, I was doing this for free. And now you're coming at me for loss of income because it would happen. Because yeah. generally people who ask for things for free are also that kind of shady. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Different topic. Yeah. And that's the errors and omissions. Correct. Clause, yeah. Right. Because yeah. now yeah. I have business insurance. Yeah, Thank you do. <laughs> Less All than right. $100 for comprehensive business insurance. For the whole year. I think I'm covered. For the whole year, and I have coverage up to two hundred thousand. Great. Or source has coverage up to a million. Okay. Because of that, because we have the physical product, and then I just did two hundred thousand. Awesome. So don't come suing me for two hundred and one thousand dollars, people. Do it. (laughs) That would be so rude. (laughs) So rude. Yeah. So, so that's a part of it too. It's like when you're asking for something for free, that's, it's another reason why it's just not super fair to, to your friend or whoever yeah. your the business is. I didn't think about that, that, I mean, I, it, it doesn't surprise me, but yeah, I mean, if you give anyone a piece of actionable advice and say, this is what I think you should do if they do that and they don't get the results that they want, then yeah, there's, like you said, shady people who will decide to essentially punish you and make your life miserable for making their life miserable. Yeah. And I mean, that's an extreme example, obviously, like that's not going to happen every time you give somebody a piece of advice and it doesn't work out for them. But, you know, the name of the game here is covering your ass and making sure that you're looking out for numero uno in this scenario. So you were talking about the resources that you you can point them to um, that doesn't require a ton of your time. And, you know, even just the fact that you've created something like a blog or frequently asked questions, you know, any of those resources is like already above and beyond <laughs> because it's it's only helping the people looking for help, right? Like you're not making any money off of it or whatever. And um, so aside from those kind of things, you know, you can, you can have an email template. That's something else. You could point them towards a very uh, chill business podcast, like pretty okay podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, which is on my resources page. Is it? I should look at it, but front and center is the first thing on there. I love it because I want people. To well, and that would 
honestly one of the reasons why this podcast was started because of the resources that we have available and that people need and need help with. And we can just point them to episodes and be like, oh, you want to talk about contracts? Here you go. Here's an episode about contracts. Like when it boils down to it, and I'm not going to try to harp on this too much, but it's like I texted you this morning. Google that shit is, is the name of the game because People are so fucking lazy when it comes to looking up their own information. And I, I, it's definitely a generational thing. I'll tell you that much because God forbid either of my parents try to look up anything <laughs> before they ask me <laughs> questions. <laughs> but, you know, it's also just the way that you either were in school or what you studied or even just the way you tick. You know, some people... Their first instinct is not to go out and do the work and seek to find the information themselves. Their first instinct is to go out and ask somebody who they think knows. And literally, there is so much information on Google, you guys, that could answer all of your questions. <laughs> like, it's insane. And so if you truly go through the motions, Google things, do your deep dive research and still don't have an answer, you might need to hire somebody because if Google can't help you, podcasts can't help you or free resources can't help you, you need specialized help that you need to pay for. 100%. And I was just thinking that if, if you're someone like you and I, basically spent years of our lives learning about how to research, right? Like the, the motions and process you need to go through. And both of our grad degrees are centered around like critical thinking. Yeah. So let's say you have, I don't know, just what's a degree that doesn't revolve around research and, and critical thinking. Um, no, I don't want to bag on anyone's degrees. But, no, you know, every degree is valid. <laughs> Every degree is valid, but let's say you got a degree in underwater basket weaving and the thought of research really stresses you out, then I think a more effective way to ask someone for free information than just saying essentially, hey, give me the answer is I would be way more open to if someone asked me for what, like, where was my go-to resource for, you know, X, Y, Z. Yeah. So that I'm at least then just pointing you in the right direction. And then it's incumbent upon you to, you know, still do the work and do the the digging, but at least you can have a certain level of confidence that you're looking in the right place. So if that's you and you're going to DM me, Maybe do that because <laughs> I will always share like my trusted resources that I don't have yeah. any sort of qualms about. For sure. And I think that that's just a good skill to have like as a human, both creatively and for your own like personal growth is to be able to do the research and to seek out information and learn it and absorb it. You don't get that when you just go to somebody and you're like, can you tell me the answer? You know, 
it'll help you grow as a business owner and as a creative in general if you make that just a part of your process. So highly recommend it. Got to exercise that brain. Do it. Sudoku is not going to solve everything, you guys. (laughs) All right. So let's switch gears just a tiny bit and talk about, well, we kind of touched on boundaries a little bit, but let's talk about people who are paying clients who are just asking for two goddamn much too goddamn much you guys can't see the very squinty no. face <laughs> it's like a good it. thing that um yeah i i definitely am not someone who can if i'm gonna like do a stone face which is kind of scary um i don't hide my what i'm feeling very well i'm a very yeah. emotive person but <laughs> yeah scope creep and paying clients is one of the most like emotionally conflicting places to be in because you're having to balance your personal boundaries with contractual boundaries while still trying to provide a high level of customer service. Yeah. And so it's just this fucking soup of, messiness right I mean I think it's a soup of messy it's a messy ass soup so (laughs) when it comes to clients who are paying you it all boils down to the expectations that you are setting even before they've Mm -hmm. signed a contract right Mm -hmm. so when I schedule a 30 minute free consultation with a potential copywriting con uh client, it's a 30 minute call, right? Like Uh I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that I've enforced that boundary and set that expectation that when I say, I'm going to give you 30 minutes of my time that I'm only giving you 30 minutes of my time. And then, but that also spills over into doing what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. So Mm -hmm. you just are, are sending these nonverbal cues that what you say is what you mean. Yeah. And then hopefully the person is in tune enough to pick up on that. (laughs) There are definitely thick headed people who won't. Um, So I don't know. I mean, I've not had anyone egregiously scope creep or be guilty of scope creep. Mm. Knock on wood. Mm -hmm. Have you had to deal with egregious scope creep? Yes. Um, both in the consulting world and like for glitter guide. So I've had to deal with it kind of twofold. Like, but I had so I had a client who had purchased a, a block of consulting hours, but she would send me these texts at midnight or even later. Like I remember one time she texted me at like 2:30 in the morning. I was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> That's not okay, even if like I don't know. That's another thing. Boundaries, boundaries. But so she would send me just novel text messages with like paragraphs and paragraphs of questions. And she thought that because she had paid me for certain hours, that meant she had access to me at all times. But I just found that that method of giving them a place to put their questions and put, you know, what help they need helped actually cut down on it because when they didn't have that direct access to you from the get-go, they did do their own research (laughs) on things 
and found their own answers. And it's just like, you know, it, it was a win-win for both sides because she got the help she needed from me either in our sessions or due to her own research. And I was able to set boundaries in place because it's just such a slippery slope that if you give them an inch, uh, they will continue to take and take and take and take. And you can't, it's really, really hard to set retroactive boundaries, especially with clients. You know, people do feel some sense of entitlement when they are paying you for something. It's why people are rude to waiters. (laughs) Like it's, they just think like, oh, well, I'm giving you my money. So therefore you have to do this for me. When in reality, that's not how it is. You know, you're paying them because you need something from them and you need their help. They're not your employee. (laughs) Like they're not your, your servant or anything like that to sound dramatic. But, um, you know, again, that's where contracts are just your best bud because you set those expectations up front. You set, you know, what your, your communication preferences are, what your, your time working is like your hours, all of that stuff. Uh, and then things that are like project based are hard. I, I mean, I'm sure you've come across this too, where somebody hires you for a project and then the revisions are just endless. We have a very certain, like we have a, a cap on how many revisions we will do contractually. And that's something that I've learned from being friends with people like Taryn and and Cassie who are in the stationary mm-hmm. world and like seeing the dumpster fire that is the endless request for like, can we tweak this? Yeah. Can we tweak that? So when it comes to boundaries in that space, Jillian and I have a very defined process that helps us maintain and control boundaries. But when it comes to revisions, mm-hmm. like it's in our contract, I say it, I'm like a broken record. I say it in multiple emails and on phone calls that people will get, if revisions are needed, we allow up to 15 minutes of additional writing time per page. So, and like, okay. like I said, I'm a broken record. I They probably hear it from me a half dozen times and I'm not like barking it at them. I just slip it in. Anything outside of that scope they know that they'll have to pay, you know, $120 an hour for anything else. And we actually have never had to charge someone for additional time because their revision requests were out of scope. Um, Part of that is people don't want to pay for shit. No, people don't want to pay for shit. And part of it is I, I think Jillian and I really like we really do work our asses off to deliver a very high quality product. Now I'm like partly curious if people yeah. are like, I just don't want to fucking pay for more. But I mean, no one's ever told me that they wanted more and didn't feel like they could get it. Everyone's like, we're so fucking stoked. So, you know, the other yeah. piece of the, the boundary thing, I think really is having a defined process because then you know, there aren't any gaps. There's not any room for that kind of high maintenance client to expand into because you've like, you know, yeah. this is exactly where we're going and it helps to keep them from asking for something that's outside of your scope or that requires you to give your, your time away for free. 
Yeah. And if they think that, you know, they can just keep doing free endless revisions, of course, they're going to keep looking, keep nitpicking and, you know, looking for things um, because they want to get the most bang for their buck, you know, but if you're, if you're setting those expectations in place and especially having that kind of addition of, okay, well, here's how many revisions you get anything after those revisions, here's the rate for And I think that's something a lot of people skip until they have that nightmare project happen. And then they go, okay, never again. I'm adding this into my contract. But I like how you, you repeat it so often when you're, when you're talking to clients up front, because as important as contracts are, guess what? A lot of people don't read them. (laughs) Well, you probably have, but uh, to people listening, when you had a contract the last time, did you read it all the way through? Did you read every word on the page? I'd be willing to bet not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my contract isn't obnoxiously long. It is yeah. a legitimate contract that a lawyer wrote. But yeah, nobody reads it. Or they've, I would say, nine out of 10 people that sign my contracts don't read it because I'll send it to them. And within three minutes of, sending the request for signature, it's already back to me. And I'm like, there's no fucking way you actually read it. Well, and I think, so I think you have actually given our listeners the best action item they can take, which is if you are somebody who has people coming to you frequently for advice or help or whatever, creating that resource page um, or even just a standard email template, you know, anything you can make that will, you can point them in the direction of, when people come to you for help, you know, and it's, it's even just a matter of saying like, oh man, I, that's a common question I get asked a lot. I don't have the capacity to really help you take it on right now, but I've created these resources. Here you go. Stop asking me for shit for free. Fly off little birdie. (laughs) Fly, fly, fly. (laughs) You know, the other thing that I, I did think of while we were chatting is if, if people are asking you, like if different people are asking you the same question or questions, then consider turning that into a a lead magnet Mm. for yourself, right? Mm. Where they can easily. Yep. For people who don't know what is a lead magnet. I was like, what did, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) Into the camera. Um, Magnet is essentially a freebie, a free piece of content that you give away in exchange for an email address. So, you know, sometimes it's not even a a free piece of content. Sometimes it's a discount. So Mm -hmm. when you want your 15% off your first order and you drop your email in, you just took the bait on the lead magnet. Yep. So, but that's another thing that you can consider doing if you're getting the same types of questions is creating a lead magnet. And then you have the opportunity to like formally sell that person on your services. So things to think about, but it all boils down to boundaries for sure. And okay. Saying no, not right now. Yes. But that kind of stuff. Yeah. And one of the things too, that I think for both sides, don't be afraid to well, I shouldn't say don't be afraid because I don't want there to be an influx of this. But if there's somebody who comes to you and they really need help and they really don't have a budget, but they potentially have something that you 
that you want, you know, like, don't be afraid to be like, look, I know you don't have the budget to pay me. What if we did a trade or even a partial trade? Um, like I've, I've done that with a few consulting clients who are like photographers, you know, or things like that, where it's like, yeah, no, I know you can't afford to book out six hourly sessions. How about you pay me for three and then we'll do a, a, a photography session with me and my, my kid. Like we all, we're all just trying to help here, but also maintain our own sanity and <laughs> focus on growing our businesses. Like by no means do I want anybody to think they can't ever ask me a question again. That's not what the point of this episode is. The point of the episode is mostly learn how to Google shit. <laughs> yes. Google it first. When, when you have a question, the mm-hmm. first step is to Google it. Yeah. The second step is to ask someone for their advice, or even simply just a confirmation that this is a valid piece of information you found on the internet. Yeah. Or even I'm going to put a sub step in there before you ask, go to their website, see if they already have the answer for you, because you'd be amazed how often the answers are right in front of you. And you just never thought to look. I felt like such an asshole the other day because (laughs) so Natalie Gill is my go-to flower girl, right? My, my, she teaches me all the things. And so one time I had posted, this is such a dumb example, but one time I had posted on my Instagram stories, like my, some of my flowers that I was growing in my garden. She told me, she's like, Oh, pinch those. Um, which is a new term I learned, pinch them. So they, they grow more. And so I was like, Oh, cool. Bitchin. All right. And then like two weeks later, I had a different type of flower and I texted her and I'm like, should I pinch these two? And she emailed or she texted me back and she's like, well, Google says blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, you had to Google that for me. I'm sorry. I'm such an <laughs> asshole. I could have Googled it myself. Like I broke all my own rules. It was so dumb, you guys. It happened. So don't feel bad. But, you know. She's also your friend. She right? is also like, my friend. Yes. And that's not there's a different dynamic. That's not necessarily something I would pay her for, you know, to teach me how to pinch the flowers in my garden. <laughs> Although like if I were to pay somebody, it would be her. Um, <laughs> we love Natalie, but you know, it's just, it's things like that where when in doubt, Google it first and then Google it again, you know, like don't just Google it click on one website, read what it says and be like, mm, I didn't have my answer and then go off and, hunt somebody down to get their help. It takes a minute, you know, you gotta, you gotta kind of comb through the shit and and do the work. That's the biggest thing here is you have to be willing to do the work. If you need the help to grow your business, grow your brand, whatever, it's not somebody else's responsibility to help you. It's all you, girl. Yeah. And being a business owner is fucking hard. And if you can't even get over the first little hurdle Mm -hmm. of, finding some information, then the brutal, the brutal truth is that you should really evaluate whether or not you are equipped or the timing is right for you to be running a business because being a business owner is just a constant, you're constantly triaging things, trying to figure out what do I need to focus on now? What problems do I need to solve today, tomorrow? And the, find having trusted resources, being able to find 
the right or best answers for yourself is a super important part of the responsibility you have. Yeah. I, I truly think it's a skill that will help you not just in business. Like it'll help you your entire life to be able to go out and seek out the information and the answers to your questions. Um, I think it's a very, very valuable life skill to develop. Yeah. Um, another thing I, we didn't touch on, but I kind of want to touch on a little bit is, and this is just more, I guess it's a PSA and I'm going to try to say it without sounding like a complete dick. Um, but if you have a desire to start a business or to go into a different avenue, I love Taylor's face right now. Um, and somebody and you decide, okay, I want to be a business coach or I want to be a copywriter or I want to start a stock photo company. Do you know what you don't do? You don't go to somebody who's already doing that and ask them to teach you how. <laughs> you I like I'm just amazed at how often that happens. And I'm grateful that people feel sa- like I'm a safe space where they can come and ask me these things and I know I'm sure you do too. But at the same time, it's like that to me is such like a hey, if you're doing this, I can do it too. Can you show me how? And I find that to be just not, I don't, not disrespectful, but it just isn't very smart. <laughs> like it's just no. not, it's not a bright decision. And if you don't have the skill set or the expertise and the knowledge to start that business on your own, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Or yeah. you probably need to be doing things like, paying somebody, you know, like hiring a business coach, even then if you're hiring a business coach to become a business coach, you've got some questions to answer because that's not a great path. But what I'm saying here is don't undervalue somebody's time and then also put yourself as a competitor. (laughs) Like it's just, I don't know. I think I'm going off on a tangent here because I'm trying really hard not to sound, sound like an asshole, but you know what I mean? Yeah, but you know it is it is disrespectful. I think to I think that is the right word to describe what that is because mm-hmm. it it says to me that you haven't really thought things through yet. Yeah. So really think things through before you go and reach out to someone who you essentially are asking for for them to clear the path and make it easy for you when it was fucking hard for them. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's the, that's my least favorite. Can I pick your brain question Mm -hmm. by far leaps and bounds. Yep. So, um, if you feel compelled to do that, I think, (laughs) yep. I think don't. And definitely don't ask someone who's in the same market that you would potentially be entering. Like if you want to start a business here in San Diego, then go find someone who does it in fucking Maine where you're not going to have common potential clients, you know? So, cause that's just when giving, that's like the one instance where I clam up and I don't Mm -hmm. feel like giving away any sort of like really helpful information. And that's not to say that there's not room at the table for everybody because, you know, that's one of my big things is that there yeah, absolutely there is. Yeah. But, but you have to earn it. 
You know, mm-hmm. you don't just get a seat at the table just because like sit at the table after you've done the fucking work and you've, you know, grown and developed your skills. Um, I will say that everybody I know that has hit me up to help teach them how to become a business coach, which I have never done. FYI, I've always turned them down. They're not business coaches. Like they maybe started it for like a month or two and then gave up because they, they got distracted by a shiny object and did something else. It's like, so it's a time waste. If you do do, if you do sit down with them, it's just not a, honestly, it's not even productive for either of you because if they're going that route, then they're likely not really in it for the long haul. And then you've wasted your time with them and they've wasted their time with you. And it's just, yeah, not yeah. a good way to do it. Um, but we do, uh, like I said, everybody has a seat at the table. There's room for everybody. We are by no means not wanting to support people and they're learning and they're growing, but it's twofold. You got to respect business owners and creatives and everybody because we're all just trying to fucking make it work. Yep, totally. So yeah. I know I feel like I was pretty truthful in this mm-hmm. episode being like not the normal sunshine and rainbows and unicorns <laughs> with a lot of the things that I said. But you know, it's, this is the reality. And these are, I think these are important conversations for people to have publicly so that, you know, like, even though everything looks like it's fucking great on social media, right? Like I'm here. Well, Sam can see it. She can see my home office, but you know, I'm here just like tied to my computer, busting my ass every day. And yeah, I will never hesitate to help someone that I see also busting their ass but you know that so that's like the qualifier for me and um I just feel like it's something a little bit important to say that even though it's like again slightly off topic but (laughs) do the work I get what you're saying yeah make the mistakes don't be afraid of fucking it up because we all fucked it up at some point yeah I mean, we could do a whole episodes on, we could do a whole episode on Taylor's fuck ups. (laughs) We could do a whole podcast. Like I could just start a separate podcast on how many times I've fucked up in my life and mistakes and, you know, learning as you go. And that's part of what happens when you do your own stuff, you know, when you, when you are kind of that, that go getter and you're like, well, I'm going to go figure this out on my own. And I don't know. I mean, not to sound old, but like when I was in school and stuff, like (laughs) online learning wasn't even a thing for until I was in grad school. And even then, like it was so not easy (laughs) to like research and find things like you still have to go to libraries and you look for shit in books. And I just I think that this upcoming generation is going to have a hard time with that because they're so used to having all the information at their fingertips. And I don't know, maybe that's going to make for some really badass business owners. I'm, I'm not sure. We'll see because maybe they'll just we be used to Googling see. all of their shit forever. Rocky asked me the name of like some Avenger. He's like, which Avenger shield is this? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know, dude. I was like, let me Google it. 
And Steven's like, don't Google it. Sometimes it's good to just wonder. And I'm like, no, no, that's where you're wrong. <laughs> like, if I have the answer for everything. Like, if I have the opportunity to find the answer, I'm going to find the goddamn answer. <laughs> yeah, there are no unknown things. Don't be like Steven, guys. <laughs> no. no. Uh, I, have, I could just, my tangents are endless, but, you know. Oh, yeah. There's always endless tangents. Always. <laughs> Especially with a topic like this that's founded in, like, saying no and boundaries and all that kind of stuff, right? There's a million different anecdotes and ways we could have taken this conversation. And I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we talk about it again in the future. It really is something that never goes away. Um, You know, I don't think you've, I don't think there's any episodes specifically on saying no, which, right? No, I don't think so. No. Or yeah. And that's, I think I did a mini-sode once on, like, being a hard-ass when it's not your style. Oh, you did. You did do that. But, yeah, I mean, like, maybe we should do an episode in the future about actually saying no. Because even saying no is uncomfortable for me. And people who know me, I think, would assume that I'd be, like, telling everyone to fuck off at the drop of a dime. But, no, it's like saying no is hard for everyone regardless of how extroverted or fiery they might seem. It's just yeah. a fucking thing to do. So, um, yeah. So a lot of the the advice that we shared today, don't sue us because you're not covered <laughs> under our errors and omissions, insurance. But a lot of the advice that we shared today is really just coming back to making sure that uh, – and I totally lost my thought. Like that tangent went dry. Poof, poof. I don't know where that one went. Shit, guys. Time for lunch. <laughs> well, you know, I think like we said before, at the end of the day, it's all about doing the work yourself and being willing to use that grit and roll up your sleeves and get your hands dirty and you'll be, you'll be a better business owner for it. I, I truly believe that. Um, you know, that said, don't be afraid to email us questions. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, seriously, because don't, we're offering that's the thing yes. we're offering here. If you have, and, and people have, they've emailed questions to before to pretty okay. Uh, I don't remember our email. I think it's pretty okay pod at Gmail, but there's a contact form on the website. Uh, people have emailed me questions with like specific scenarios and I'm happy to help that. You know what I mean? Like there are things where, you know, when listeners of the podcast reach out because they listen to the episode and something, you know, kind of lit a little, mm-hmm. little spark there. Or they were like, shit, this relates to me. Can you kind of like, expand on this part. Like I'm so happy to help with those kind of things. And, you know, because we appreciate you guys and value you as listeners and we created this podcast to be a resource. So please don't be afraid to, to email or DM us questions and, you know, we'll help you to the best of our ability or point you to resources that can, <laughs> but I don't know. yeah, no, this is totally, I mean, this is a, a, a channel for free information. So this yeah. is an appropriate way to ask a, or an appropriate channel to ask us 
to help you get started confidently with yeah. whatever it is you want to do. Yeah. 2 a.m. text messages are not that. They're not that. No, no, not even, not even a little bit, guys. Nope. I'm sleeping. I am asleep. And if I get a text at two in the morning, I'm assuming somebody has died and I'm going to panic yeah. and then I'm not going to be very good at helping you. Nope. No. <laughs> so please don't make us think that something is really, really wrong at no. 2 a.m. Don't take our brains to that dark place, guys. <laughs> All right. So that's it from us on how to stop giving your time away for free (laughs) and how to stop asking for handouts. It was kind of a twofold. Which side are you on? Don't be on either. (laughs) Don't ask. Don't give it. Um, (laughs) We'll be back in the next couple of weeks. But, you know, as always, until then, if you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your your podcast noise. (laughs) Your podcast noise. (laughs) Words in your ears. Those sounds that come out of our mouths and into your earbuds. Um, And we're over on Instagram at Pretty OK Podcast. Show notes will be up too on prettyokpodcast.com should you need any resources or you want to reference anything without listening to the whole goddamn episode all over again. (laughs) But we'll have those up there. Otherwise, we will talk to you guys in a few weeks or a couple weeks. Bye. Bye.